Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where influential guests and I break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is ghosts of relationships past. Let's do this. Hey, Kind of Daters. I'm Natasha Chandale. You're listening to Kind of Dating. Oh my gosh, we have a good friend on the podcast. Uh, Guys, she was a listener who turned into a friend by sliding into my DMs some like (laughs) years ago now. Um, And then I found out, first I just thought, oh my God, she's this like amazing, brilliant, you know, South Asian girl. Um, I love it. And then I found out she's, you know, a writer and a producer and she's been a host in the podcasting industry for the last eight years. She's worked on shows like uh, How to Be a Better Human, Regarding Thinking with Adam Grant and Sapiens. She has worked for places like TED and PRX. And yeah, she's a longtime fan of the podcast and works now with us in business development for Kind of Dating. So guys, welcome Ritu Jagannath. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I never imagined that this moment would happen like all these years ago, like when I first um, started listening. And actually, I think we talked about this, but I'm not sure if you remember, but I actually wrote a review for Kind of Dating. And you read it on an episode with Crown Dating. I think that's what it was. And I remember hearing it on my walk to work. And I was like, I'm so excited. And I can't believe I'm here. So crazy. I know. It's like such a full circle, amazing moment. You slid into my DMs or something. (laughs) And you're just such a vivacious personality. And and I love, you know, other brown women. So I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to be her friend. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> and so I love it. But uh, Ritu, we we got to ask you, you know, single or in a relationship? Very happily single. Love to hear that. Um, has the podcast helped? <laughs> you know, um, yes and no. I th- like, sorry, I mean to say yes, for sure. Um, I think no, in the sense of has it helped me get a relationship? Because I think it's it's more like I learn more about dating and how other people feel about dating. Um, and also, I think I learned more about how to have fun while dating, listening to the podcast. And that's my favorite part about the entire show. Yeah. Well, listen, I've never promised anybody that I could find them anybody. Because <laughs> if you are a listener of this podcast, uh, you should know that I always say I am not God. Um, I can't uh, get you closer to wherever you are meant to be, but hopefully we can make the process more fun. That's actually what we always say. So I'm glad that that's in that sense, it's worked. Um, So uh, you know this, that uh, I recently got engaged. Oh my God, I'm um, so excited. (laughs) Thank you. And I wanted to do this episode um, after the engagement because, and I talked about it a little in the engagement episode, that five of my exes in the week of, or within the first two weeks of getting engaged, like reached out to me in some capacity. Um, And I just was like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, And it was just so strange. Like one I bumped into in person, one, you know, just like reached out and was like, hey, I heard you might be in town. What are you going to, in India? And I was like, I'm not going to meet you. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not there. and you know, and then I told the Bruce Lee sent me random yeah. emails, and I was like, so "What crazy. is going on?" So it was just a strange thing. 
And so it got me thinking of sort of these like ghosts of relationships past, you know, because it is the holidays and and a lot of these people can creep up and we, we tend to start thinking a lot about the past. I mean, have you kind of gone through this time around the holidays and kind of felt that feeling, you know, because I feel like the holidays can be a little triggering in that sense. Yeah. Um, that it gets yeah. you to either people start haunting you around this time, like whether it whether the holidays inspires you to reach out to somebody or somebody else starts haunting you and like liking your social media posts and shit around the holidays. I just feel like this time gets everybody thinking about what life was, could have been, or reminds them of a time that they spent holidays with somebody. And it gets us into a zone, right? Yeah, like a really weird zone. And can I just say that I I think cuffing season is so real. Like people so want to be in a relationship around the holidays because they feel that kind of like nostalgia of being in a relationship. And maybe there's this like mental association with the holidays of like being in a relationship. And I would like to personally blame Hallmark movies for this because there's so many Christmas Hallmark movies that are all rom-coms and people are like, oh, I'll find my person in the small town and like, I don't know, end up with them and live happily ever after. But um, to answer your question, I personally, I'm the kind of person when it's like, when things are over, it's fucking over. It's done. Not that I'm not open to like talking about it and trying to mend things. But I think like if a relationship isn't serving you anymore, you just kind of leave it, take what you learn from it and move on. Um, However, on the flip side, I've definitely had people reach out to me after our relationship has ended. Actually, I have like a big ex and he was probably my most serious relationship that I've ever had. And I think uh, not necessarily during the holidays, but kind of during the holidays as well, because my birthday is like the day before Christmas. So um, he used to reach out to me like every year, like after we broke up for like three years until COVID. And then I, I, he reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to meet up like during COVID? And I was like, no, I don't want to meet up actually. And then he's like, oh, come on. Like, you, you, is it just because of COVID? And I was like, no, it's because I don't want to see you. <laughs> but it's happened. It's happened. I don't know why. They just, sometimes they just never stop. <laughs> Hey friends, it's your girl Natasha Chandale and I've got some really cool news to share. I'm finally offering one-on-one virtual dating coaching. That's right. You've been sliding in my DMs for years, but let's finally chat face-to-face or Zoom-to-Zoom. If you're in a dating rut, let's get you out. I'm the friend you never had and the honest dating coach you need. Whether you're in a relationship or looking for one, I'm here to talk through your problem provide personalized guidance, and find a solution. For all you loyal listeners, you know that I had a string of unhealthy relationships. After escaping an abusive one, I decided to take accountability for my love life, healed myself, and put myself on a path to dating success. I am now in a happy, healthy relationship and want to help empower you in your dating journey too. I want to get you to an empowered state where you're making dating decisions from a positive, secure place. So when the stars align and you meet that right person, you're ready to welcome them. My approach is honest, practical, because I've actually dated in the modern landscape, optimistic, and I tend to go deep. And as a woman of color and an immigrant, 
I understand the nuances of many cultures. And with my background as a comedian, we'll probably have some laughs along the way. If you're ready to take control of your dating life, let's chat. Go to our new website, www.kindadating.com slash services for 50% off your first introductory session. That's right, 50% off your first introductory dating coaching session. Go to www.kindadating.com slash services and book your dating coaching session with me today. Talk soon. Well, it's what you said, right? Even though we think... uh, stereotypically girls tend to be the ones that we think, oh, are, you know, enamored with the Christmas movies and wanting to be with somebody around the holidays. Guys do too. And that's why like you always have dudes hit you up around Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, you know, beginning of a new year, right? When you're like, oh, it's a fresh new year. It's going to start. Some fucker will (laughs) slide in your DMs and be like the, you know, WYD like shit. Um, thinking of you and I hope 2024 is going to be amazing. And you're like, go suck my non-existent. <laughs> like, I don't care about your well wishes. You know what? I've literally, there, someone sent that to me. And I think I told you this about um, like a person that I was friends with that I went yeah. to Mexico with. And he sent me a message. It Basically, the trip didn't go that great. But um, he sent me a message after because I was really upset about what happened. And he was like, Hey, don't have to respond to this, but like thinking of you, hope you're well. And I'm like, stop thinking about me, please, for the love of God. And you're like, great, thank you, because I wasn't planning on responding to this. (laughs) And he didn't. (laughs) Did you respond? No, he didn't. I didn't. Good for you. I'm proud of you. But that's hard, right? Because like, like you said, it's Hallmark movies. It's, it's this sense of completion that we feel needs to be around the holidays. I don't know why, but, um, and I get it. It's a loneliness epidemic too, right? We, we have been all feeling very lonely, even though there are more people in the world. Um, and it's the more, the older you get, somehow your circle dwindles, you know, yeah. you have less and less people to hang out for during yeah. the holidays. Um, and so we go and we lean to comfort and, yeah. uh, and comfort doesn't always have to be good for us but they're comfortable. And usually those are people in the past. Um, And especially if there hasn't been closure in that relationship, like you said, where you're comfortable just cutting somebody off and being like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, A lot of people aren't. No, they aren't. Right? Like your dude messaged you being like, hey, just thinking of you. Because you didn't actually have, from my memory... You didn't no. have like a talk to go like, this is the end. You were just like, thank you for showing me who you are. Bye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was, I mean, like, and it, you know, it was just like a really shitty thing for him to do. So I was very much like, okay, you disrespected me and I'm just not going to take it, right? And um, just going back to what you were saying, I think like, uh, when you're saying that people are looking for that connection during Christmas time or like holiday time, just because they're feeling lonely, I think maybe part of the reason is is like people are often not building really good support systems and like emotional support systems outside of just a relationship. And I think like there's so much, so many different things at play, like people being super codependent or like people not um, always just hoping that their partner is the person that will give them all of their emotional fulfillment. And I'm like, that's a lot of pressure to put on a person, (laughs) like a lot. 
So that's why you end up feeling more lonely than normal, I think. And I always want to, you know, demystify it for people in the sense that, uh, like you said, around Christmas, especially, we think, oh my God, I, I wish I could like decorate my house with somebody or like put up a tree with somebody. And you're just like, trees fucking break marriages. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. people are, Luis and I, I'm, I've just be like, you, you fucking do this on your own yeah. because to him, he's just like, well, nobody sees the back of the tree. We don't need to put anything there. No, you like, need no. to do the full tree. You I was need like, to do the full yeah. tree. And I'm just like, and then he's like, but this one, this one ornament is like, whatever, I'm going to put it in the back. I was like, that's one of the nice ones. You don't put the nice ones in the back. And he's like, but I don't consider it nice. I'm like, but it's nice. It's one of the nice ones. You don't, don't fucking do that. And so trees can break marriages. So guys, <laughs> it's not what you think it is. Um, Christmas trees are the enemy is what I've gathered from this. <laughs> Eggnog can kill you, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but you know, we we always have these like romantic fucking thoughts in our heads that Disney yes. and Hallmark movies have. Love have Actually, been. Bridget yeah. Jones, literally like you name it, the Christmas movies are like, wow, you know, somehow I'm going to find this magical romance that's going to make me feel amazing. And it's like, I think people are putting a lot of, expectations and like pressure on Christmas time for that or like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious what you think because like, why do you think in some way it's, we've all dated a lot of people, right? Yeah. Um, Why is it easier to just like let some people go and harp on others? Christmas pun intended. (laughs) Um, I think it's easy. I think it's easier to let people go when you're like emotionally checked out, at least for me. That's that's what it feels like. Like when you're kind of done and dusted with someone, you're emotionally checked out, you can let that go like nothing. But if there's a lot of ambiguity in your relationship, and I find in my case, like situationships, which is like the the place where it happens because there's a lot of people have all these expectations and they've built up this like idea about what it could be and the the idea of what it could be and then not having that be met or like it not being explored ends up disappointing you and then you keep fixated on it and you think about it because there was no real understanding of what that relationship actually was right and you're kind of mourning what it could be essentially like we said, that lack of closure can really uh, still have you hung up on people. And of course, sadly, sometimes it's also like the ones you liked the most um, mm-hmm. that cause you the most pain um, yeah. that make it really hard to like let those people go. You know, also attachment styles uh, makes a big uh, difference. Uh, if sure. you have certain types of attachment styles, you have a hard time. Um, you live in sort of the past and uh, and oftentimes... Uh, those people can creep in and you allow them to because um, because you want to, you know, we just believe sometimes in the second chance thing. Uh, yeah, around yeah, the you're, yeah, you think like, I, I think it's the idea of like the holiday spirit of like giving and being open to things and being patient and understanding. And I think those are just kind of the feelings you associate with the holiday spirit. And maybe that's what really kind of makes you consider that or like want to give a person a second chance or something. Yeah. I mean, when, when the people reached out to me recently 
it got me thinking a lot about like the past and and them and those relationships and and I and exactly what you said. There was a time that uh, one of them, um, I was with his family for Christmas. And so every year around Christmas, he would send me this annoying message back in the day, you know, being like, oh, I remember that time. And I'm like, motherfucker, you didn't give a shit. You treated me like shit during Christmas time. So like, fuck off, you know? Yeah, Uh, don't talk to me, please. Yeah, (laughs) but that nostalgia can really tie you to people. And, um, And I'm in this phase and I just want everybody to get there where you just like cut those ties because um, especially getting into a new year, it's easy to get trapped back in that baggage with those people. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's a choice. Like you made a choice for yourself, even though you knew somebody for a really long time. But once they showed you who they were, you were like, I'm good. No, but you know what? That doesn't, I would also like to say as much as I am that person of like, yes, I will cut someone off or not, you know, not revisit something. That doesn't mean I'm not tempted. You know, like literally the other day, I just had a moment where I was like, you know, maybe I should reach out to, you know, someone, right? And I, it's sneaking in. It's December. It's just already coming into my brain, right? And oftentimes what I do in that moment is I know said person's wrong for me, right? I know said person has hurt me in some way. So why do I feel inclined to do that? And it's like a series of self-questioning to be like, okay, is it because I feel lonely? Is it because I feel this? And it's just a very reflective moment for me. And I tend to do that whenever I feel that urge come up to reach out to someone. And then I think like, okay, is it, will this actually help me in some way? And then I proceed in in that trajectory. Most of the time, it's just a moment of weakness, right? And listen, that self-awareness is so key, right? You have to be able to stop and ask yourself. And look, we've all done it. I yeah. have done so <laughs> many done things it. Come for on. the plot. Yeah. And just being bored and going, oh, what is what is one small text back going to do? Or yeah. it'll be just one hangout. It's fine. Yeah. You know, and shit escalates so fast. It's so Suddenly fast. you can get it, like it caught spirals. Up. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times um, I used to, uh, with Bruce Lee especially, used to be like, he would text me annoying things all the time. And then I would like finally give in and I'd be like, okay. And then that little thing would lead to, I don't know, just want to come over and like not do anything. Like, yeah, yeah. let's just come, just come over. You can have a drink, come yeah. over, have a drink. Then it turns into like staying till three, four in the morning and then being like, you're the only person I ever loved. And oh you're like, hey, what? <laughs> and then, and then uh, talk for one day after and then disappear again. It's, and it's it, such a weird just, cycle. Yeah. It truly is like a vicious cycle. But in the moment you're like, oh, it's just one, one drink or one text or one phone call. Um, so I really want us to get into like how we can stop doing that mm, <laughs> and yeah. how we can like let people go. Uh, because I really do think, you know, coming back to that Christmas analogy or, you know, story with Scrooge yeah. is you can't go to the next level until you've let go of the past yeah. um, and these ghosts, right? Yeah. Uh, because they are that. They're just these remnants, these memories that live in our brain. Um, 
and we have to come to peace with them yeah. before we can like move on. Yeah. Um, so how do you think like hmm. people can like let some, let some of this go? I do think it's important to sort of feel the feelings. Oh, 100%. the loss, including yeah. the sadness, including the loneliness. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to suggest something really dramatic. <laughs> Um, because I've done this before when I've really been in my feelings. Um, and I don't know why I decided to do this, but it really helped in the moment. Um, I wrote a letter just describing everything I felt, just fully wrote it out. And then I read it back and then I proceeded to go and burn it. Right. And it was just, it was, it was just an opportunity for me to like really release those feelings and just get it out and then be like, all right, I have absolved myself of all of this trauma, all of this sadness, and I'm going to feel my feelings and process everything, even if I don't get closure. And that's really helped. It's helped so, so much. Oh my gosh. So you, you can't see my notes, but I write notes guys for all the episodes of the show. And I wrote, um, feel the feelings, but with a friend or a journal, not the person of interest. So yeah, amazing. So it is, and I have it in bold because uh, oftentimes we just want to be heard, right? We we want to get the we want to get the feeling out. Um, we want to get it out of our body, out of our mind, out of our soul, out of our heart. And so sometimes the best way to do that is, like you said, write it down or yeah. talk to a friend. Or say all of it to a therapist. One hundred percent. But huge like, advocate for therapy. Please yeah. go to therapy, everyone. So, so what you did like is so healthy in the sense that you got it out of your system, but you didn't uh, feed the the fire, you know, or feed yeah. the flame in a sense, um, because it can again restart a vicious cycle, especially when that person's just like not right for you. Yeah. Um, when my ex cheated on me. Uh, I remember I wrote this whole letter yeah. and I was just about to send it. Oh, and my okay. mom goes, let me read it. And I was Ooh. like, okay. And like my mom and I are super close. So I, yeah. I didn't say anything like, you fucked me here. But, I, but <laughs> I, you know, I was just like all my feelings. And she read it and she was like, don't send this. Yeah. And I was like, but I want, and she's like, you sent it to me. And I was like, okay. And hundred percent, the right thing yeah. I did was not yeah. send that letter to her. Um, Cause yeah, you can get all your anger out, all your thoughts out, all your vulnerabilities out. And, uh, and they don't need to know every thought no. in your mind. They don't need to. And on, honestly, I think I learned this from experience because I had, when I was way younger, right? I did the whole telling someone how I felt and really getting, like getting into a fight and an argument, telling them exactly what they did wrong and trying to get accountability for it. But I came out of that looking like the bad guy, right? I came out of that looking like, I hate to use this word, but like, the crazy girlfriend, the crazy ex-girlfriend. And it's like, no, your actions impacted me. And I'm just expressing to you how you made me feel, right? And I think 
having been through that, having experienced that and being gaslit and like emotionally abused (laughs) in some ways, I realized like closure just means like coming to terms with your feelings on the matter. Mm -hmm. And you don't need someone else's approval or their acknowledgement of how you feel in order to have closure, right? Because oftentimes most people don't give it to you either. Most, yes. when, when, how many, how rare are people who actually admit, yeah, you're right. I really did fuck up when you lay it out in a whole letter to them. Yeah. You know, they don't. They'll they just don't. double down and they'll say blah, 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 or gaslight or say, it's not how I meant it. It just starts another level of a conversation that doesn't need, like you're not going to resolve it. Sometimes you can. I'm not saying not not all the time. Sometimes you can. It just depends on the gravity of the situation. But especially if it's like, you know, they've mistreated you or something. I'm always just like, most people know what they're doing. They know. And and they know exactly as they're doing it. And they know after they're doing it. Yes. And they probably 100%. already feel bad, but they're not going to change their behavior. Because if they wanted to, they would have come back to you in the first place and said, I'm yes. sorry. Well, also they they would have been conscientious enough to have a conversation before the mistake was made. I think that's that's the most important part, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, when my ex cheated on me too, and like, I'm sorry, you don't just accidentally fall into someone's vagina. <laughs> you just don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't uh, accidentally cheat on someone. It's a conscious decision that you're making. And it's holding someone accountable for that. Sure, it feels good in the moment. But at the end of the day, I think... The thing about closure is you want to like relinquish the power that said connection or relationship has over your mind, right? And for me, that's that's what I'm looking for. It's like, I want to move on and I want to be looking forward to the next thing and the next chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in your process, especially like I'm curious with the, you know, the friend now, um, and I know that was just a friendship that went, yeah. you know, went wrong. Yeah. But- uh, but even in that, it's like, have you set boundaries? Like, do you have you limited contact or um, blocked on socials or any any of that? Or um, do you just feel like you're over it, so you don't really care? I mean, for me, it's like I don't want to see what he's up to, so I've been restricted on stuff. But like, you know, I and so I've actually been thinking about this recently, and um, I think over time, right, like. I, I don't mind keeping the do- the door open because this is a friendship. This is not like anything massive, right? It's although it was a really long friendship, I think I set a hard boundary of like I will reach out to you when I'm ready to talk to you, mm-hmm. and don't expect to hear. Like I, I was very clear about like don't expect to hear from me. Yeah, because for context, friends, everyone that's listening. I went to Mexico for a friend's wedding and this person was supposed to come with me and they literally left me in the airport on the way to Mexico, like in our layover on the way to Cancun. And it was it was such a shitty feeling. It was just so terrible. And I've never felt more anxious in my entire life because you can only imagine how stressful travel is in general. Yeah. And then to have that be added on top. And so... And you were a guest at somebody's wedding. Oh my God, that was like the worst part. Can you imagine having to text your friend who's invited you to her destination wedding to tell her that your plus one's not showing up three days before her wedding? 
Oh, that's... I could tell you it would annoy the shit out of me because that's exactly <laughs> what I'm planning now. And I'm like, you yeah. know, if people bring plus ones, it's a lot of extra money that you're putting yeah. down for one one other person in a guest list. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And like, thankfully, she was so understanding. And she honestly, she felt more bad for me than anything. But I think one thing that sat with me at least was just, I kept seeing in like an empty chair beside me over the course of the week. And like to a lot of people, they're like, oh, boohoo, Rithu. But like also, I think it was just a healthy reminder of like the actions and the reactions that came with it. And so when he reached back out to me after I came back, it was like, I kept thinking about that empty chair beside me. Every event that I went to and having to explain and, you know, like doing that and having to change my plans and literally sobbing from sheer frustration, right? And so, yeah, no, he, I, I set a hard boundary and he's, he's the kind of person that respects boundaries like that. So he's not going to overstep more than that one time. But even then, like, I know that that's his personality because we've known each other for like eight years, restricted him on all of my social media, haven't heard from him. Um, and I, I feel fine in the moment, like right now, maybe it'll change in the future. I don't know. But I know that I've come to terms with how I felt about it and I feel fine not talking to him. Right. Yeah. And I, I have often said this, that sometimes it's okay to remember the feeling of anger in that moment. Um, because a lot of times, especially as women, um, we're trained to always just go like, just understand maybe he was going through something and we justify and we forget. But it's like part of setting a boundary is also going, and and a way to set the boundary if you don't know how to do that yet is to allow yourself to feel the anger because anger is also trying to tell you something. It's not a bad thing, but in in that anger, yeah, don't go, you know, scratch his car. Um, (laughs) No plans on that. Yeah, but you can stop and remind yourself in your way I, I remember that empty chair. And that yeah. empty chair, I'm sure, not only brought you sadness, it brought you some anger too, right? Oh, 100%. Probably some like, how the fuck could you do this? Yeah. And that's sometimes a good thing to remember that, especially when those kinds of people try to like weed their way back in all the time, it's good to remember yeah. why they pissed you off and how bad yeah. that was because we can just, we become so forgiving. And yeah. I do think it is important to you know, set boundaries on social media, whether that's limiting contact or or permanently blocking or just whatever, even if it's for a little bit to get people out of your system because, and you got to be okay that people do that to you. So oh, 100%. Right? Like, I don't know, did, did he, that person do that with you? He didn't do that with me, but I've had, um, I also like semi-recently kind of had like a friendship falling out um, with someone else and they like, fully removed me from yeah, things. Like that. they they blocked me, they unfollowed me, they made me unfollow them or whatever. And honestly, like, yeah, do what you need to do. And like all the best to them. I wish them all the best. But like, I'm also happy to not have to see their stuff too. You know? And I, I think of it as maybe they had a reason for doing it. Maybe they don't want to talk to me about it. That's okay. Uh, am I sad about it? you know, before I would have been, but now I've come to terms with it. Yeah. And I feel like that's just life because sometimes you just grow out of relationships and grow past people in different ways because of your different lived experiences. 
And I don't think it's anyone's fault sometimes. Sometimes it's just like, okay, you just, you need to cut things loose and then just be done, right? Yeah, totally. And also, uh, it's good that you were okay with that because um, sometimes that can trigger a response too. Um, I was with, or when I was on off with Australia for a long time, at the end, when when it ended, we were still friends on social, um, didn't do anything because I was just mentally like cut off from the situation. Yeah. I was like, it's fine. Um, but we didn't talk. And then a year and a half into my relationship with Luis, then he messaged me and mm. uh, and wanted to talk. And I was like, I think I'm good. Like, just didn't yeah. have any. And I said that. And I said, I'm sorry, you still feel like there's stuff to talk about. Uh, I don't. Um, yeah. So, you know, I wish, like, I wish you well. And then he blocked me. And and it's fine. And I, It's he, fine. Yeah, he's fully yeah. blocked me on all socials. Um, and I was like, hey, I get it. Like, this is a process. Maybe I'm triggering for you. You yeah. know, the way other people are triggering for us. I could be one of his ghosts of relationships past oh. we're talking about that yeah. he's trying to get over. So it's okay that that happens because... I remember back in the day, I used to very much be like, oh, it's okay. You could still be friends with your exes. Like when you're, yeah. And the truth is, like, as you get into a more serious thing or as you get older, it's sort of a point of like, why? Like, yeah. why? We're friendly. There are some people yeah. that I'm friendly with um, because we work in the same industry or whatever. Yeah. But like, I'm going to India now and my ex, who I'm friends with, yeah, uh, or he with. reached out to you. That's what you said, right? Yeah, but normally yeah. when I go, I go see him. Yeah. But this time I'm going with my fiance. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think that that's appropriate. <laughs> no, that's definitely like, not appropriate. <laughs> and I'm if I'm always telling him, like, I don't want to be a fucking hippie hanging out with, like, I have no hate for any of your exes, but I don't want to, like, hang out with them. I'm not going to yeah. do the same thing to him. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. And it's, yeah, some of it kind of sucks. You're like, oh, I wish everything could stay the same. But life doesn't stay the same. Kind of daters. Are you a catch but not getting any matches on your dating app profile? Then Profile Booster is perfect for you. It's a brand new service offered by Kind of Dating to optimize your dating app profile so you can reflect the best version of yourself online and get the matches you deserve. With sometimes five pictures and three prompts, it's hard to showcase your full self. You'll be working with me, Natasha Chandale, a dating expert and professional screenwriter, and Luis Miranda, a veteran brand strategist with a track record of success. Oh, and we're a real-life couple. After a string of our own failed relationships and shitty dates, Luis and I individually decided to get more intentional about our love lives. We crafted dating app profiles that stood out, were memorable, and were authentically us. We matched on a dating app just three weeks before the pandemic lockdown and recently celebrated our three-year anniversary this year. Since then, we've successfully helped friends do the same and now want to help you. We'll customize a plan just for you so you can showcase your authentic voice and image to attract the right match for you. Ready to boost your love life? Profile Booster is available now at an incredibly affordable price. Visit www.kindadating.com slash services and let's transform your dating profile and get you more matches today. Also, like, I, I find that, I find that 
a very crucial part of it too is like respecting the boundaries of your partner in the moment, right? Like if you don't like that and you don't want to experience that, why would you like subject your partner to also having to do the same thing? I think the one thing, and I'm curious what you think, the part that I'm stuck on is like, do I tell that person what the reason is? You know, mm. without, but then I'm like, I'm going to start another conversation. I literally feel like that's going to open up a can of worms right? of like a Where, bigger discussion. You, yeah. Or how do you tell somebody like, hey, like, uh, you know, I, I am coming, but I don't know if I want to see you when my fiance is there. It almost makes them think that they're more important than they are. And 100%. It's, not that. it's really just because I'm trying to be respectful. Yes. And yeah, I can, I can see how... I can see how that can be misconstrued by like your ex, right? And yeah, I don't, I honestly, I just make up some bullshit. I'd just be like, sorry, I'm really busy. won't be able to see you because like sometimes you just don't tell people information just for their own sake and for your sake too. Like you're not harming anyone, but like you're being respectful. And I don't, I don't think like, you need, I think if ever you need to have a conversation with someone, it's because they're intervening in some way or affecting your relationship in some way. And I don't think this person's doing that. So, you know. Because I remember um, this is the this is the same ex that uh, he had cheated on me and then he married the woman that he cheated on me with. Um, and so I remember once going I'm back, sorry, wait, hold on a second. Is he still married to her? She cheated on him after <gasps> like 10 years. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so no, they're not married. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not going to say the word. No, that's okay. That's okay. That's fine. The, that's the fine. K word. Uh, yeah. But karma, bitch. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're friendly. Yeah. But I remember back in the day, because we have so many mutual friends, that mm-hmm. I was once um, at an event that they were at mm-hmm. together. And I didn't like the feeling. And uh, even though like I had moved on, whatever, it's just like, it's awkward. Yeah. And I don't want to make it awkward for anybody, um, especially him. So it's, it's, and for both parties, for everybody, it's like, yeah. I don't want to go to India and like hang out with you in the same way that we used to. Yeah. If we were single, it would have been a different story, but yeah. we're not. So, this is literally your fiance. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want yeah. to do to you what you fucking did to me, you know, having yes. to sit there with you and your wife in front of me that, she, she, you know, you cheated on me with. And I'm like, cool. Hey, everybody, let's all have a fucking party. Um, well, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but like you've you've said to me, you've said to, on air too, like Luis is one of the, like, he is the one of the most important people to you ever. And you really treasure and you are, it's so precious to you. And you wouldn't do anything to hurt him in any way, right? Yeah. And so I think this is just like an unnecessary gnat on the windshield of life. And I really don't think that it needs to affect anything. And you're like, this is like, it's nothing. This means nothing. If it means that I'm making him happy and keeping our relationship like protected in a way. Yeah. And yeah. look, he even has said, he's like, I don't care. He goes, you know me, Tash. Yeah, of course say, he doesn't but, care. But I don't but... want to do that. I'm yeah, like, it's just awkward. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on. I don't, I was like, I know you're a fucking angel, but even yeah. angels can fall. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want this to be the fucking reason this angel yeah. falls, you know, or loses yeah. his wings. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Um, but friends, if you like this episode so far, please remember to screenshot the episode and tag us and tell us what you thought of it on social media. We're at Kind of Dating across the board 
And hey, have you subscribed to the podcast yet? Please look down at your app and uh, and press the subscribe button or follow button or whatever the fuck it is now. Um, and leave us a five-star rating or review if you haven't already. Starting January 2024, we are launching a YouTube channel. You can Woo! see Ritu's beautiful face <laughs> there. Um, there will be an uh, like unedited, basically, uh, version of the podcast there. Um, so please check us out if you're unable for some reason on the podcast uh, to, you know, follow us on YouTube. One thing that's also helped me a lot was when I look back at certain relationships, like reframing or changing my perspective around it and and the, the story that I told myself. Because again, I feel like in time we get more nostalgic and we almost yeah. look back at things with like rose-colored glasses. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. And I, I think we have to just like remind ourselves. I can, I, I can, of course, now do this with hindsight. Yes. But I can now see why things didn't work out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've definitely had, had those moments too. So um, my, my big ex that I was with, like we were together for three years and then we broke up. Um, and then a, like a month after we broke up, we were still kind of in that weird non-closure phase of like not, we were just talking and we hadn't really set any boundaries, but he was my first serious relationship. So part of my mind, I was like, maybe this is normal, <laughs> maybe, you know? And uh, so we, I was supposed to go to my best friend's sister's wedding and he was my plus one for that. But obviously we'd broken up, so I didn't want to take him anymore. And my best friend uh, was a bridesmaid. So it was basically her date and sat with them. And it was so nice because like, I grew up with her. I've known her since I was 10 years old, you know? And um, so after that, he had messaged me and he was like, hey, how's the wedding? Like just checking in. And so it almost felt like a mirror because my best friend's sister, she had been in a long distance relationship with her partner, well now husband, um, for three years. And almost all of it was long distance. And my relationship was also long distance. So like there was a comparison, right? This man was doing his residency like on the East Coast. And she's like in Vancouver in, on the West Coast. And it was just... Can you imagine how hard it is to maintain a long distance relationship while being in medical residency? Oh like, God. that's crazy. And guess what? He finishes his residency. He comes back. He proposes to her. They get married. And like everything works out. They have a baby now. It's it's like Theo's first birthday. And it's just like everything... Oh my God, sorry. Everything just worked out, you know? And all I kept thinking, and he he's... He was like, how was the wedding? And I was like, you know, it really provided me some clarity. And he said, well, what do you mean? And I said, you know, Catherine and Chris, they were together for three years. They did long distance and they are married today. They literally just got married. So it just makes me think if we were meant to be, it wouldn't be that hard. He did not like that. <laughs> He really didn't like that, but it was true. It gave me perspective because I saw like a reflection of what I'd experienced and what they had. And I saw their love being celebrated in front of all of these people. They were so happy. And I was like, if we were meant to be, if the universe was conspiring for us to be together, it would not have been this hard. 
And it would also have been a choice, right? Because what clearly your friends did was made a choice. So the universe can do things like keep you together and do do all the stuff. And then you have to walk through the door. And when you're realizing that parties aren't walking through the door, they're not doing their half. Yeah. Then like, yeah, you have to definitely like put that in uh, perspective and go like, this isn't working. Yeah. Um, it, it is really, really important for people to remember the reasons it didn't work and then accept that reason. And that doesn't mean that that's a forever thing. It does, it, you know, every problem can have a solution, right? Even if somebody cheated on you, sure, somebody will tell me a story of how they made it work and they're married for 40 years. Great. If that Good works for you, you know, honestly, great. Wonderful. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful, right? But if you're the type of person like me who, uh, and, and that's why it's different for every person, that doesn't feel the same way uh, after somebody does that, like no yeah. amount of, I can still forgive you and I will forgive you, yeah. But I don't have to be with you. And yeah. uh, and I had to remember those reasons because somebody like me, I was so forgiving to a fault. Yeah. So empathetic to a fault that I was constantly forgetting. Yeah. Why it didn't work out. Yeah, you got to be like an elephant. You can never forget, yeah. you know? You just and that's that's always something that sticks with me. And my dad used to say this to me a lot. He's like, forgiveness means that you're letting go, mm-hmm. but forgetting means that you, not forgetting means that you learned your lesson. Right. And so he also says, he's such a wise dude. He literally also says, you know, the same thing will keep happening to you over and over again until you learn your lesson. You know? Yes. That is the fucking key. I, you know, they, they, some of these, the, the quotes we hear are so cliche, but they are so perfect. It's like yeah. people come into your lifetime for a reason, a season or a lifetime, right? Yeah. And we don't often see the reason until later, but each one of these people are playing a part in your life. But yeah. let them play the part and then let them go like a bird, you know, where it's like, go be free and let me be free because they've done everything they need to do. And that's why we, when we get caught in these like vicious cycles with people, it's because we're trying to force them to give us something more in our life, but they played their part. They did everything they were supposed to do for you then. They yeah. have nothing else to offer and, and you don't have anything to offer them. Yeah. And that's why it's important to accept the reason forgive yeah. them and let them go yeah. because yeah you can't move on until you've learned the lesson yeah. coming back to scrooge he yeah. couldn't go to ghosts of you know yeah. present yeah. until he let go of ghosts of past yeah so um again i can only look in hindsight now and go oh yeah yeah, I, I think things yeah. like that just take, a, I mean, it, it, it just takes experience. It takes time. time. Yeah. It, and honestly, like I didn't realize I was learning this lesson until it happened to me like the second, third time. I was like, why is this, why does it keep happening to me? I was like, why am I making the same mistake over and over again? 
And it's like, oh, I didn't learn the lesson the first time. That's why I keep making the same mistake over and over again. And then I think that like fundamentally changed me as a person because very much like you, I was super forgiving, super empathetic, very like, you know, let bygones be bygones. Let's just forget and forgive and forget and move on, right? And I think the key part is to forgive but not forget because if you don't forget, you're holding them accountable for their actions and you have something to measure up against, right? It's like, okay, you forgive someone, you decide to maintain your relationship, right? If you never forget what happened, then they have to prove themselves to you to have trust, right? And I'm not saying like people have to prove themselves to you, but in in the context of like, if you're, (laughs) well, you know, I, I think if you're trying to build trust and build up a relationship back up again, you need to know that this person's putting their money where their mouth is. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, if it makes people feel better, because I'm sure there there might be some listener going, no, forgiveness and for, like forgive and forget. That's what we're taught. Um, I, I had a Buddhist monk and she told me the same thing. She's like, oh my gosh, no, you can forgive people. You don't have to get back with them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, of course not. She's like, you need to learn the lesson. Yeah. And that's yeah. the lesson. That is not the lesson. to get back with them. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just the idea of like not harboring, uh, not harboring resentment around it and not dangling it in front of their... I think that's what the forget part is really yeah. about. It's like not throwing it back in this person's face over and over and over again that this yeah. is what they did. So, because, you know, if you are in a relationship and, and somebody fucks up and you might forgive them, but then you say, remember that time you did... That's just holding someone emotionally hostage. Like that's not, that's that's, not. I think the forget part that we talk about, not like, oh, forgive them and and they cheated on me. And so I'm just going to like be with them again. Or they they mistreated me or disrespected me or whatever. And I'm just going to forget it ever happened and give them a clean slate. Yeah. No. 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 Um, No. There is a really great quote that I popped up my, uh, I was uh, just opened my Facebook this morning and uh, it came as a Facebook memory. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for today. I think, I think I I saw you post that on your story. Yeah. I was like, I got to say it, but I just saw this quote guys today. Um, It's by Scott Peck, um, who has a great book. Uh, And it says, the truth is that our finest moments are most likely to occur when we are feeling deeply uncomfortable, unhappy, or unfulfilled. For it is only in such moments, propelled by our discomfort, that we are likely to step out of our ruts and start searching for different ways or truer answers. And I was like, oh, that's what like this is. Yeah. Like these holidays and these people and this trauma from our past and these relationships we're hung up on are those moments of deep discomfort, unhappiness, unfulfillment. But we can use that to move forward in our life and make changes by letting them go. And when you let them go, you can bring new things in um, and new people in. But you can't, if you, we just don't have all the heart space in the world. Yeah. And and I think it's about honoring the things that you learned in in those moments of like really deep 
sad, terrible things, right? That that come with heartbreak or past relationships or whatever it may be, but just honoring them and acknowledging how that's contributed to you being the person that you are today, right? And I think like, Maybe maybe because I, I feel so zen in this moment as I'm talking about this right now. But I, I feel like when I when my relationship ended, one of the things I learned was that I wasn't focusing on my happiness. I was often compromising a lot of how I what I wanted to help accommodate what my partner wanted. And I just kept seeing that happen over and over again in so many different contexts. And I just realized like that's the lesson I need to learn is like how to balance both. And I'm so grateful for that lesson. And I think gratitude sits underneath all of it. Because as much as you're sad and you're feeling your feelings and you're processing things and you forgive and forget, at the end of it, from that lesson, there's such a more beautiful thing, which is gratitude for what you've learned. You know? I love that. I love that. I mean, gratitude that... Again, even bad things that happen to us sometimes, like they're meant for something good. Um, and and they can be if we allow it to transform us. Um, it We can get stuck when we just dwell in the negative. Um, but gratitude is a great practice to help uh, transform that into something positive. Be grateful for those people. Again, they played their part. You learned a lesson. Um, and then you get to be a better version of yourself. Um, you might not be the same, and that's okay. But yeah. you'll be a different, hopefully better version of yourself. Um, hopefully. Uh, this is a 2.0. <laughs> right? Yeah. That happened to me. No. Uh, <laughs> but also, I, I think, uh, you know, and coming back to what we original, what you originally said is that at least dating has become a little bit more fun for you. Uh, yes. And I hope that that's a, a, a real thing because oh, I sure do think... Good. And and I do think like letting somebody go in the from the past, I think can be so great when you reframe it as like, oh my God, I'm so excited for what's to come and who's to come and like the fun that can come with that. Because like that was when I made that shift, I actually started enjoying dating. Like I just yeah. didn't get so upset about it because I was like, ooh, I wonder what this person's going to be like today. Yeah. Um, and it was just like more of a fun thing. I had like no attachment to it. And so even if they were crazy or stupid, I was just like, huh, that was a whatever. Story. <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, yeah. and and that's that's how I walked away from it. Like I I realized I was taking things so seriously. I wasn't having fun because I was like, you know, I need to find my person. I need to have a relationship. And you know how earlier when you're like single or in a relationship, I'm like happily single. It's because I've come to terms with like a relationship is great if it's with the right person. And I'm going to enjoy the journey to finding the right person and not take it so seriously. You know? Yeah, 100%. And Ritu, I, I'm so happy we got to finally get you on the podcast. Woo! Because it's been a minute. Um, so thank you so much for taking time today and, and being on. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. This was such a, a fun episode. You know now what comes next. I do. Do you? I think Have I do. Have you prepped for this? No. Uh, <laughs> Ritu Jagannath, yes. uh, are you ready for your six questions? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? 
um, my roommate will tell you this, the number one thing I'm like drawn to is really kind eyes. Oh, yeah. That's an yeah. interesting one. Yeah. Uh, what is one deal breaker? Um, I think mistreating wait staff or like people that work in like, I don't know, retail or anything Service like that. Service industries. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, it's a very common one we hear. Oh, really? Actually, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, very common one. Um, what turns you on? Hmm. I think being playful and like having fun. I could see that for you. Yeah. Um, what are one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? I think a strength is I'm no bullshit. Like I, I keep it real and I will be very honest. And I think... Um, in some ways that maybe can be my my weakness too. But I actually think my weakness, if I had to pinpoint it, is I need to feel my feelings more. Mm. Um, and I think that's that's probably my biggest weakness. It's fair. It takes a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ritu, what is love? Hmm. What is love? This was the one I got stuck on. I was trying to think. Um... I think love, I think I'm still trying to figure out what love is. Um, but I think love, I can say this for sure. Love changes as you grow. Mm. And my perception of love when I was younger and my perception of love now is completely different. But if I had to describe love, it's companionate, loyal, deep, like intimate friendship. And relationship with your partner. And I think just love in general is like that. It's deep and emotional and loyal and fun and just everything. You know, it's a full experience. And I think love makes you feel like you're on top of the world when it's like that. I love that. Um, And besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Hmm. Let's hang out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good one. How yeah. did it feel? You got your six questions. I know. I feel great. This is awesome. <laughs> well, Ritu, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can everyone find you and all your work? Um, so I, oh my God, I literally, I have one Instagram, but it's not even my work Instagram. <laughs> um, if you, you can want find, people to follow you on your IG, put it there. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, my name is Rithu Jagan. So R-I-T-H-U-J-A-G-A-N. And you can see everything that I'm up to and all the fun things that I do, as well as all the podcasts that I work on. And uh, guys, follow Ritu. She's amazing um, and super fun. And I don't know if you're single, slide in her DMs. I don't know. Shoot <laughs> your shot. Um, but uh, her handle will be in the show notes of this episode. So please make sure you follow her. Um, and guys, follow us too. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. I'm at Natasha Chandale on Instagram, Facebook, Natasha.Chandale on TikTok. Thank you so much, guys, for downloading this episode. If you like something you heard, please screenshot the episode and tag us on social media. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandale. Aisha Holden is my co-host and our social media producer. 
and we only sound great thanks to our producer and audio engineer, Adam Pineless. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.